Hello, Sola Travelers. Welcome back to episode seven of the Sola Traveler podcast, a place for the sedentary nomad and adventurera in all of us to share tips and stories about safe, joyful Sola travel. Quick announcement, you can follow me on Instagram and get updates on new episodes, as well as find out where my new website, thesolatraveler.com, is live. Um, There'll be city guides, podcast transcripts, and partner offers. Um, And you can also find out where I am in the world. Um, I just got back again from Oaxaca. I'm mildly obsessed. and this time I really wanted to find out, you know, if at some point I, I decided to make uh, Oaxaca a temporary home, be it now or in a decade, you know, what would I do differently to contribute and give back to uh, the land as opposed to just taking from it? Because it's such a special part of the world, um, the coast as much as the, the city, and the mountains and honestly I spent a lot of time just kind of chatting to people um, locally about what their thoughts are on everything that's happening in Puerto Escondido um, which is a beach town that got really popular during the past couple years uh, just given that you could go there the beaches were open and people were very welcoming um, in spite of in spite of everything that was going on with uh, with COVID-19. And to be honest with you, I've been to a lot of places on the coast, and I have to say there's something very unique about Puerto um, that I hope we find a way to preserve. And I want to thank everyone who talked to me on this trip um, and explained to me their views, and I hopefully can, can bring some people on in the new future to kind of explore a little bit deeper into what it means to consciously travel places and not just uh, leave your footprint um, uh, without thinking much of it because there are so few places left in in Mexico and the world really where we can have that kind of spiritual experience with nature and I hope um, that it's that it's something we can preserve Um, And so it's interesting because on this trip, obviously, I talked a lot to people, uh, particularly women, about their experiences as shop owners, as as transplants uh, to Puerto Escondido. And, you know, it just made me think about about meeting people when I travel. Um, And it's quite a deep subject for me because recently I found myself really needing to reach out to uh, women in my life for support and I think there's a lot of talk lately about finding your tribe for that very reason we've been going through some things and I don't know if you've heard about finding your tribe before but I've interpreted it as finding like-minded individuals with whom you can relate find common ground support etc Uh, So with that said, the irony of being a solo traveler and going it alone is that you actually really need a tribe. (laughs) You need to know that there's people out there who have your back, and that could be your family, but more commonly, at least for me, those are people I've met when I'm out there sola. 
And it makes sense because humans, especially women um, within tribes, are communal. And if you read Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, you can learn a little bit more about how in today's modern society, women have lost that tribal need, uh, the ability to, to get together and, and form a pack. Um, and I don't come from a family of viajeras or sola travelers. In fact, quite the contrary. Uh, historically, when my immediate family or ancestors moved from country to country, it was typically as a family. Uh, either they were seeking refuge from war and discrimination, or they were just looking for a better life. But no one can give you your tribe, and it's not inherent that you'll be born into one. You have to know how to look for it. And be open to contributing when you find it. Uh, hence what I was saying at the beginning. It's a give and take. Um, so I've talked about finding community before and during your travels as a survival mechanism, and it is. But sometimes it can just be fun, and that's what today's episode is about. It's about having fun with the new people you meet on your journeys and getting yourself in the mindset of understanding the value. Just like I've suggested setting an intention, I think preparing yourself to be open in a way that is comfortable for you is very important to building your Sola tribe. Uh, and it's an invaluable, it's an invaluable byproduct of these journeys. Um, it's weird to get out there, like out there in the sense, you know, put yourself out there, no matter where you are in life, because we have these cliches like, it's so hard to make friends after college or, you know, unless you're married or have kids, etc. And I understand the sentiment. It is harder, but with the right mindset, it is certainly not impossible. And I think being open to meeting new people is all about you. Really, just think about that for a second. Being open, meeting these people, that's about you, not them. The tendency seems to be about the others. No, it's about you opening yourself up. And there are new friends everywhere. Um, you just have to think about what you want and then be surprised uh, about different things you didn't even know existed. And that curiosity is also key to this. And I think in that way, it's a little bit like a mini trip you plan to take to a new place when you meet someone, only this is a person. And I remember when I started to write about my travels, I kept a log of new people. Like every person became their own little story because at the end of the day, every person when you're traveling can be a story unto itself. Um, and I think just as a tip, if you take the time to write about the people you're meeting, they start to shape um, much more than just a random encounter. They take shape in much more than just a random encounter. They become a part of your journey, like the explorers used to keep logs, right? Um, this is how I do it for people because I value these connections so much. And I think about the author James Joyce, who, when he wrote um, in the novel Ulysses, uh, every life is in many days 
Day after day, we walk through ourselves, meeting robbers, ghosts, giants, old men, young men, wives, widows, brothers in love, but always meeting ourselves. So that reconnection when you're traveling and you write about people is not like creepy. It's really to find out like, what did that experience with that person teach you about yourself? Because you met something in you, you didn't, you just open yourself to meet someone in a way you didn't know possible. And I personally think documenting that is very important uh, because it becomes more than just uh, like a night you had a drink with someone. You give someone life and um, volume, you know, as an impactful part of your journey. And I know that sounds very inspirational, but I was thinking about when I had just recently divorced, um, it was a really messy breakup and my ex ended up hooking up with a friend of our mutual friend group, to whom he's now married with kids. <laughs> so I'm very happy for him. Uh, but obviously that meant that the friends we made over the years ended up taking his side. So overnight, I lost everything. A whole group of people I had come to rely on for support, um, they were just gone. And I think that was the hardest part of the separation. I just felt so lost. And I spent a good six months at my parents' home in a pretty bad depression. Um, I lost my job, my self-esteem. I was, it was rough, it was freaking rough. <laughs> And then something amazing happened, uh, literally thanks to some technical error, the air miles I had used the year before reappeared, seriously, 50,000 miles back in my account, enough to travel round trip to Europe. So I did it. I booked what was probably the most difficult flight for me to get on in my whole life. Um, I felt like such a loser back then, like I had nothing to offer anyone and let alone myself but I knew I had no choice but to get on that flight to snap myself out of it. Or I was gonna be stuck forever. And it was an expensive risk. I had no money, no job, and the economy was rough. Uh, but sometimes I think the best decisions happen when you literally have nothing left to lose. Sometimes the worst decisions happen when you have nothing left to lose. But for the most part, if your intention is good and it's to get out of it, um, the best things can happen because you, you've hit rock bottom. Like, this is your catharsis. This is your spring back. It's like when I work for Tony Robbins, um, a lot of the stories from people who attended his events had a similar kind of uh, flow to them. People had hit rock bottom, no money, but they knew if they didn't do something, they were never going to get out of that rut. And that's what happened to me. Uh, it's a free fall but it can feel so good when you touch the ground again that it makes it feel like it was all worth it. That you finding yourself asking, why didn't you, you will find yourself asking, why didn't I do this sooner? Like it also primes you for all sorts of vulnerability. And this is where it gets interesting with connecting. What happens when we're in a sensitive space is that we need other people. So we open up more, maybe about things we would have otherwise never opened up um, we share stories we do that tribal thing of passing on information about our hearts and souls with which without communicating to others I think we would all just imagine we were alone in our experiences and that everyone else is 
living some perfect life and they got to where they are effortlessly, which is not true. And sharing with others under those conditions makes for really strong connections. Connections you may not ever get with your own family or your best friend from grade school. These are like people who met you when you were on a whole other planet, planet you, raw, open, and exploring. And so they're going to know you and facets of your personality that people back at home are never going to understand. And that's, I think, where it gets fun. We're talking about... Um, you know, some of the best friends in my life who I can reach out to, who have traveled with, or who I know um, I've been able to count on when I've been really, really sad, really lonely on my trips. It's because I know that they understand it. We have a soul, a tribe. We share experiences. And it's not the experiences I would have ever had if I had just stayed put with my family or my friends, uh, my childhood friends, these are truly very different, um, different types of adventures, right? Different types of, mm, different types of relationships that you build over time. And because they live in this kind of other plane, you come at them much more authentically. I think the, the fact is on many journeys, you don't really have the choice but to be yourself uh, because you're kind of in the process of discovering yourself. And so you're like, you know, that could mean maybe you travel and you meet someone and they're having a really bad time. And that's quite beautiful because if you're having a great time, you meet someone who's having a bad time, if they're also being strong enough to share that with you, you're going to learn a lot from one another and that kind of bond um, through exposure is hard to break. So like I have friends all over the world where we met in those circumstances and it doesn't matter if I haven't spoken to them in two years, I know exactly which one of them I need to talk to about a relationship because I remember when we met they were going through something similar and we talked about it and it was it was something they were processing on the trip um, so it was inevitable that I would find out about their experience at that time and vice versa you know I I feel very blessed to be a guide for women who I've met traveling who maybe they've been um, out there by themselves and we've been lucky enough to meet and we had fun we went out but we also obviously because you're in this in, in this state of um, necessarily needing to find community you talk about things you may not have talked about with someone you've known for a decade and so when they need me they reach out to me so I think this is a, an invaluable opportunity, especially for women, to be able to kind of reunite, if you think about it from this angle, um, in commune, in spite of the separation we have in our daily lives from one another. And just thinking about that lately has made me very emotional. Like, I have such beautiful guides, I have such a beautiful tribe, 
And that means if I'm out there alone, I also feel stronger because I know anywhere in the world I can find someone who's going to be able to help me at that moment with whatever thing it is I'm going through. And that's not, it's not that they're not amazing, but that's not something my family can offer me. Their thoughts are not, their experiences have not been my experiences. Meeting someone who has shared an experience like yours is um, something you never forget. So, so really it's about setting yourself up with this mindset, why you're going into it, um, which is to, to find different aspects of yourself, right? Let, let the women you meet be your mirror write about it, figure out, you know, what about the situation was a mirror for you? Why were they interesting? Really, really cherish those interactions. And then share, share the things that are happening to you on the trip. Not everyone will like it. But if you do meet people who like it and who uh, reciprocate by sharing their own experiences with you, those are the relationships that I promise you will last forever. And they weren't relationships that you built just because you were at a bar and like had some beers at home. Like I get that those are valuable as well. I'm not saying they're not, but in terms of a real profound connection to another human being, there's really nothing like um, seeing someone in this raw state and letting yourself be seen in this raw state. So I hope this was a quick but informative little episode. Um, I want to thank my community really for always being there for me, my tribe for always understanding what I need, um, for knowing how to um, fuel our relationship in the same way, even if we haven't talked for four years or seven years. Um, it's it's just something I really value and I hope for anyone listening if you feel like there's more to you and more out there in the world in terms of friendships and connections you take these words and you use them to start enriching your own life with the kinds of communities you want around you it will happen it is about you changing your perspective, not other people uh, coming to, you know, open their hearts. It's a process and you have to be a part of it. So my Sola Travelers, lots of love to you all. I hope you'll join my community. I am on the same journey as you are. I hope you'll reach out to me with any questions you have. Um, you can email me directly at thesolatraveler at gmail.com or add me on Instagram and DM me there.